and welcome to the second episode of Mysterious Shit, the podcast where we talk about mysterious shit. I'm Monique. I'm Lucy. Hi. How <laughs> Hi. You... Sorry. Hi. <laughs> How have you been? Yeah, good. Um, good weekend. Won at baseball. Oh, that's oh my great. God, it's so exciting. That's so great. Exciting. Have you been thinking about mysterious shit in your downtime? I always think about mysterious shit in my downtime, like my love life. That's mysterious. That's <laughs> <laughs> Ghostly, <laughs> barren. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, that's horrible. I'm really sorry. Um, Look, I have a cat. Yeah, it's, it's working for me right now. Yeah, that's I don't know where he is. He's probably hiding. Yeah. Hiding from you. <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty scary. <laughs> You're a little scary. Yeah. Um, In a sexy way. Yeah, thanks. How are you? I'm good. Um, yeah, I'm really, I'm really enjoying um, focusing most of my attention to mysterious shit. Yeah. I, I think, you know, I'm noticing it a lot more. I'm, mm. I'm becoming more like a vigilante of yes. sorts. Yes, like a, like a Batman for ghosts. Like a ghost, like like a like a ghost man, like a ghost woman, <laughs> ghost woman. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Because like, ghost person. Yeah, let's be politically yeah. correct. Let's be neutral. Yeah, not a, a, neutral a ghostman <laughs> or like a, a ghost a ghost lady. Anyway, yeah. Uh, I digress. I digress. Um. So today we're going to do another um. Uh, dramatic reading yes. Yes. of. Uh, mysterious occurrences. But first we should dramatically tell everyone about our Instagram. Yes. Mm. We have we have an Instagram. We do yeah. now. We do. It is called Mysterious Shit Podcast. Yeah. O- on Instagram. On Instagram. Yeah. 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 Um, we also have a Twitter. Do we? We have a Twitter. Yeah. What is it? Yeah. It is, okay, so I didn't realise the, um, the character limit on Twitter usernames is so short. I mean... Oh, like, really? Yeah. I mean, how can you be creative when you've only got, like, I don't know, 20 characters to 50? I suppose that's the whole idea of Twitter, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, that, that is that's the essential part of what makes Twitter Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> Keep it short. Yeah. So, so naturally you struggled. Oh, God. For so long. Like, my entire lunch break, pretty really? much. Um, so I, what is it? Well, I couldn't use mysterious shit because... Oh, is this, which cat is that? Is he in the wardrobe? I can't hear where that's coming from. There's mysterious scratching. Frank, where are you, bud? Um, oh, he'll make another sound, sorry. Um, okay, what What if he's stuck inside the wardrobe? Oh, okay, let me open the wardrobe. Okay. Frank, you in here? Oh! oh. No. no. Maybe he's on the outside of the door. Frank, are you here? Where's the... All right, well, that's that's right. mysterious shit number one. That's mysterious shit number Weird one. Weird scratching Where's noises. Where is the cat? Where is the cat? We have no idea. He's fiercely private. Um, <laughs> um, the Twitter, yes. So, obviously, I couldn't use mysterious shit podcast because that's too many characters. I could only get to mysterious shit pod. <laughs> so, we're, it's mysterious shit pod. No, 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 no. I, I wasn't going to go with that. Like. Oh. Um, so I didn't go with that. <clears throat> what I went with, what did I go with? I think it's mysterious underscore 
And I couldn't go mysterious underscore shit because, of course, that's already taken. Oh, yeah. Naturally. Um, I went with mysterious underscore S-H underscore T. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We can always change it yeah. later. <laughs> well, that's what it that's is. What, that's what Twitter told me. You can always change this later. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> So it might change. It might change. <laughs> but right now, that's what it is. Okay. So wonderful. So if you want to contact us, uh, you can do that or just send us a... Uh, An a, email. A fucking email. Yeah, a fucking email. Um, pictures, please. No. <laughs> I don't want to see your mysterious... Send nudes. Fucking shit. <laughs> send mysterious nudes. <laughs> no, don't. Please don't. Please don't. Unless they're really mysterious. Unless they're, mis- yeah, truly mysterious. Yeah, I'd unless like they're to see truly that. mysterious nudes. Um, so what's our email address? It is mysteriousshitpodcast at gmail.com. Wonderful. And did we receive anything this week? We did... What did we receive? We received a mysterious story. Should I should I leave it for the end? Yeah. Build up suspense. Okay. So we're going to leave that for the end. We'll build up suspense. Um, suspense is building. Suspense. But suspense. Also sibilance. What's that? That's some of the sound that your um, voice makes when you say S. It's that sibilance. 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 Sibilance? I don't know. Sibilance? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. It's That's... something they, they put a filter on microphones to stop Let's it put... when you're recording. All right, let's put that in the mysterious shit box yeah, and we'll move on. later. All okay. Right, um, you, you so I'm going to start off with a tale that takes place back in the roaring 20s. Oh, cool. And not in Jakarta, like I, not, not no, like I misheard earlier. No, in <laughs> Chicago, not Jakarta. It's contrary funny. to common belief. <laughs> it's funny how those two words sound so similar when I hear them with my ears. They sound not similar at all. <laughs> all right, so this is the tale of Francis Levy was a firefighter during the 1920s he was dedicated and charming and loved yes probably handsome this is probably what chicago fire is based on Mm. this very guy yeah loved by his fellow firefighters and chicago locals i'm yeah i'm sure he was quite hot get it oh get it because he's a firefighter (laughs) he was lit (laughs) all right shut up so continue on On April the 18th, 1924, Francis was washing a window at the Chicago fire station before suddenly pausing his work. His demeanour changed from warm and bubbly to cold and gruff. He told a friend who was standing nearby that he had a strange feeling he was going to die that day. (laughs) As you do. The conversation, though, was interrupted by a phone call with news that a fire was raging at Chicago's Curran, Curran Hall. Curran Hall. Yeah, and an office building quite some distance from the fire station. So Frank and the firefighters. um, Frank, buddy, it's about you. He came in, he's under the bed. Oh, oh, there he is. Yeah. Okay. Um, So we heard his name. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) He's a cat. Um, Does he? Do cats know their names? Yeah. Really? Yeah, I go up to him and I'm like, hey, little chocolate muffin buddy boy. And he's like, hi. (laughs) What have you been smoking? (laughs) (laughs) What haven't I been smoking? Mm. No, I haven't been smoking. Okay. Um, So so Frank, the firefighters, rushed to the scene to help the people trapped Mm -hmm. uh, in the building. Suddenly, as he was saving these poor people, flames engulfed the lower part of the building, causing the roof to cave in. Oh, shit. On top of um, Frank. Oh, no. Killing him 
and seven others instantly. Well, I think you'd want to be killed instantly when a building falls on you. I don't yeah. think you'd want to survive for any longer after the initial After collapse. the initial death. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he survived for seven minutes after his initial death. <laughs> that is fake news. <laughs> um, the next day, uh, Frank's colleagues returned to the firehouse in shock from what had happened yesterday. The conversation turned to Frank's eerie prediction of his own death before one of the firemen noticed the shape of a hand etched into the glass in the exact spot where Frank had rested his soapy hand oh, the shit. day earlier. Even more eerily was that the handprint refused to disappear when cleaned, even with the help of chemicals. Yeah, right. After endless attempts to remove the bizarre handprint... The mystified fireman called in the Pittsburgh Glass Company, the company that had manufactured the window, to ask them how to remove the handprint. And they came and tried using their toughest chemical cleaning compounds, but despite this, the handprint remained. And things became even more mysterious and terrifying. Yes. When a city official visited the handprint with a copy of Frank's thumbprint. And they matched up perfectly. Whoa. Yeah. Mysterious shit. Mysterious shit right there. Yeah. Frank's widow Mary and their daughter June never went to the firehouse to look at the handprint. But his son did. But he never revealed whether he believed the print to be his father's handprint. I mean, could you really tell? Well, yeah. There's... Yeah. Really? Well, if you have the... Like, if you just saw someone's handprint and you're like, yep, that's I know that print anywhere. I know that print anywhere. (laughs) (laughs) All right, fine. Fine. That information was superfluous. (laughs) Fuck off. (laughs) Fuck off, Frank's son. (laughs) You know nothing. (laughs) Apparently your name is Jon Snow. All right. 20 years later, Mm. in 1944... The glass was shattered by a newsboy who accidentally threw an afternoon paper through the window. (laughs) What a bitch. (laughs) The mystery remains unsolved, although some have theorised that Frank's fear of an impending death may have caused his pancreas to produce a chemical that left behind a permanent stain through perspiration on his hand. My question is, is that a thing? Is pancreatic perspirational chemical <laughs> bonding a thing? I don't know. Can what can I want to know is how he like um, how he like prophesized his own death. Like yeah. if you're a fireman, surely every day you wake up thinking, <laughs> could be it. I could have punched my last ticket. You yeah, know, it's this true. Could be it. Like why all of a sudden would you suddenly like you know well become scared? Of your own death. Maybe. Yeah, I don't know. Like, that's weird. Yeah. The whole thing is weird. It's weird. And it, I'll, I'll continue because oh, yeah. it, it gets yeah. slightly weirder. Oh, yes, yes, yes. So there are also photos <clears throat> of the handprint. <gasps> yeah. have to put them up on Instagram. I've got it. Yes. Which became known as the hand of death, the <gasps> handprint. Yeah. In fire. <laughs> Not the hand of, like, <laughs> I, I don't know, like, sex, drugs, and rock and roll. No, the hand of death. <laughs> In, and it was published in Fire Magazine. <laughs> Does that come with a calendar? <laughs> Only the December. It's just, it's just like pictures of flames. And like Miss January. It's just a flame with like 
It's like a little bikini photoshopped on top. <laughs> photoshopped. In 1940, 1939. 19... <laughs> um, Love it. Yeah. And the what fight... else are they going to do? They didn't have, like, you know... Fucking, um, I don't know, what? Game of Thrones to watch. What? Yeah. Let's just write a magazine about fire. Yeah. So it was in Fire Magazine. Um, I've got the, the photo, um, yes. so we're going to put it on our socials, so you no, can have a look at it for yourself. Go I've got it here too. <gasps> and the firehouse was demolished in 1971, but there is glass from the shattered window. Apparently um, somewhere in, I think, Ohio somebody has it. Yeah. It okay. got passed around, I think, but like from family member to family member, but it does exist according to several websites. Past the parcelets. It passed the glassel. <laughs> is that it oh that's my it God. so that's fucking creepy yeah so you can see it's it's oh, like shit. it's quite unusual what is this circle in the middle of the glass though is what i want to know yeah but anyway i you know what i think it could be <clears throat> what i think it could be okay here i go trying to pronounce the word you ready for this <laughs> We're gonna have to license that now. Shit, this is your pronunciation theme song. This is pronunciation <laughs> corner. <laughs> Lucy tries to say words. Go. All right, just don't ask me to say that one that I can't say. That's like yeah. Um, paradoilia. <laughs> anyway, it means when you okay when you like. You know, look at a cloud and you're like, that looks like a bunny rabbit. It's not a bunny rabbit. It's a cloud. Your brain is making you think that you're seeing a bunny rabbit. It's like when you look at, um, like, wood where it's got, like, a wood grain in it. Yeah. And you look at, like, you know, a wall, 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 wall. I can't say that word. Wall? It's like W-H-I-O-R-L. Wall? Wall. I haven't heard any of these words. <laughs> there are many words that you've said in the last five minutes that I don't understand. Wall. Wall? Wall. 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 Anyway, I don't know what that is, so move on. Um, that looks like a face, and people are like, oh, my God, look, it's a face. It's not. It's just, like, a knot in the wood. Yeah, but, I mean. And I reckon it, it could just be, like, a shadow on the glass. It looks like a like, hand. It does look It it does look like a hand, although that thumb is very, very <laughs> spindly. <laughs> he does have quite the spindly thumb. But I suppose, I don't know, like, maybe when you're printing it, like, like maybe not the whole thumb went down, just the like mm. maybe it was just the way that he printed his hand on the glass. Yeah, I don't know, but um, so I thought, okay, like is this bullshit? It seems like it could be just a, a folk tale. Mm. But I was looking on a few forums and like, <coughs> and blogs, um, and a lot of people have said, oh, I was related to this guy, or oh, yeah? I, I, yeah, my uncle died in that that fire. You got past the glassel. Yeah, I, got, <laughs> I owned the glassel parcel. <laughs> <laughs> um, That's the new game. Watch out, kids wear gloves. Um, <laughs> the ghost, the ghost or glass or parcel. <laughs> Say it ten times, and um, so it made me think. Actually, maybe this is a thing, maybe and a lot of thing. yeah, and and it's still a story that exists in a lot of um, books published it's in Chicago. Weird. It is quite bizarre, and especially because they published a photo in Fire. Magazine. magazine. It's in a proper magazine. It's not like well, some bullshit. Well, look, you know. 
sort, all right? <laughs> there's Fishing Magazine, there's Fire Magazine. I'll hold out for the December issue. All right. Um, so, yeah, so that's my mysterious shit. I like that. That's good. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's fucking It was creepy. lit. It was lit. Lit as fuck. Yeah. <laughs> shit. Oh, how shit would it, would, would it be to be, like, crushed by a building? Yeah. Like, that's how you die. Yeah. And you were, remem- you were remembered for, a, like, a haunting handprint. Mm. I know. I want to be remembered for, um, oh, this got really serious. All of a I know. <laughs> you want to sprinkle your ashes across the, like, I don't know, the Aegean Sea or something when you... What, because I convert to being Greek on my deathbed? <laughs> I do, like, a Greek conversion? <laughs> I don't know. I was trying to be romantic, but I just didn't, I don't know. Yeah, I suppose you could you could do that, but that means you've got to outlive me. Oh, sweetie, I will. You're, and you're already look at me. You're already older. Yeah. <laughs> Can we not talk about my impending elderly <laughs> years? What do you want to be remembered for? Um, I, I would say my hair is quite luscious. I love it. And hair. I think that when I I die, I would like my hair to be preserved as a wig, mm. and hopefully my my ghost will somehow like in that possess episode. the wig. Yes. yes. And whoever puts it on, they'll become me. They'll become you. But like a like a demonic version. Yeah. D- demonic version? Demonic. A demonic uh. version of Monique. And Dark Monique. Yeah, uh. and so I can like fulfill all my vengeance and basically that Simpsons episode just, is just continue killing. I would say so. Yep. Um so would you like to tell me your mysterious Yeah, shit? yeah, I printed it out on paper cuz I'm I'm old school. Um hang on, I'm just just taking a bit of a <clears> sip. <throat> yeah. Warm the old of the um vodka. Pause. It's not vodka. It's a Monday night. Okay, so it could be vodka. That would have been an amazing Monday night. This would be a lot better podcast if it was vodka. <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> One day we have to do it fucking drunk. I think we should. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. Okay, so this is an Australian one. It's, yeah, and it's one that I have, like, actually always loved. And it is the Bogle Chandler case. Ooh. Have you heard of that? No. Um, okay, so I, I write here, this is an Australian mystery, and it has in bold everything. <laughs> Mysterious deaths, adultery, swingers, and a New Year's Eve Ooh. party. Oh! <laughs> okay, so. I'm, ti- um, I'm, I'm quite titillated. Just wanted to let you know. I'm titillated. Titillated. I'm titillizing. Titillizing? Am I titillizing? You? Oh, no. To <laughs> titillation? <laughs> uh, so, Dr. Gilbert Bogle, apart from having a stupid name, <laughs> was a physicist who worked at the CSIRO, the, um, <clears throat> for all you non Australians, that is the Commonwealth Scientific and Industrial Research Organization. So, they invented the polymer banknote. Like, you know how when you go to the U.S. and you get money in the U.S., like U.S. money. Yeah. And <laughs> like yeah. <not> Mexican money. <laughs> Not anymore. You mm. can like pretty much like rip it in half. Yeah. And you know when like they come here and they like try and rip ours in half and they're like, no, no, no you can't. Yeah. <laughs> we have proper money, not monopoly yeah. money. They invented that. Mm-hmm. They invented the permanent pleat in fabric. I thought that was a Japanese thing. No. No? No. Oh, okay. And they also invented, well, invented, built, the observatory at um, Parks, made famous in the seminal Australian film starring Sam Neill, The Dish. I don't care. <clears throat> that movie was I so love Sam boring. Neill, though. I, that movie was boring, but I love Sam Neill. Ugh. Fucking Jurassic Park. 
loves him. Ugh. All right. Oh, celebrity crush. That's mysterious. Yeah. So Dr. Bogle was married <clears throat> with several children. He was considered to be a brilliant scientist and had been a Rhodes Scholar, but, like, Tony Abbott was a Rhodes Scholar, so... Uh, I don't know. The police later discovered that Bogle <clears throat> was also involved in relationships with other women, many of whom he took to parks, because he's weird. He apparently had an open marriage. So that's the Bogle bit. So the Chandler bit is Mrs. Margaret Chandler who was married to Jeffrey Chandler, who also worked in the same CSIRO building as Bogle. They had two children, and witnesses later suggested she may have been bored with her life and upset at her husband's philandering. And I wrote here, apparently the CSIRO was the place to be in 1963 if you wanted to fool around. (laughs) And then I wrote, no one fools around like a physicist. (laughs) You realize that you're laughing at your own joke retrospectively? Yep. I I laughed at it at the time, too. (laughs) So, Dr. Bogle and the Chandlers and several others attended a barbecue just before Christmas in 1962, and on the way home, Mrs. Chandler apparently told her husband that she was quite taken with Dr. Bogle. Mr. Chandler told the police, um, obviously because he's making himself less of a suspect, that he and his wife had an understanding, and he told her, if you want to take Gib as a lover... If it would make you happy, you do it. Oh, yeah. okay. <clears throat> Open marriages abound. So two of the other people at the barbecue were Ken and Ruth Nash, and Ken also worked with the CSIRO, and he invited the Chandlers to his New Year's Eve party in um, Chatswood. So the Chandlers arrived late for the party with Jeffrey Chandler underdressed. I don't know what that means. Underdressed? Underdressed. I just copied it. It's a very it. specific detail. I copied and pasted this from Wikipedia. Great. Um, <clears throat> maybe he wasn't wearing a tie. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe he was literally undressed, but... Well, but, oh. CSIRO swingers. <laughs> Apparently that's what they all did. That's what they do. So he soon left the party and drove to another party in Balmain um, where he met Pam Logan with whom he was having an affair. This whole thing is just, like, fucking ridiculous, right? They're yeah. all just sleeping with each other. God, is this all really what happens <clears throat> in the 60s? In the, in the early 60s? In, in scientific circles? Yeah, I guess. Mm-hmm. You should you become should a scientist. Become a physicist. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, God, I would be so terrible. I'd drop science after you 10. Yeah. It's just too hard. So, where was I? He returned to the Chatswood party in the early hours of the morning, but left again with the understanding that Dr. Bogle would drive Mrs. Chandler home. So he's like totally cool. With his wife sleeping around. Yeah, sounds like it. So, Dr. Bogle and Mrs. Chandler left the party after 4am and drove to the nearby Lane Cove River, Mm. which was known as a lover's lane. (laughs) So, what happened next is still unclear, but several hours later the bodies were found. So, Dr. Bogle's body was discovered near Fuller's Bridge first by two youths searching for golf balls. They saw his body and presumed him to be drunk. When they returned an hour later to find that he had not moved and that his face had turned blue, they went to fetch help. When police arrived at the scene, they discovered that Bogle's body was half undressed. Someone had placed his trousers over the backs of his legs in such a way that he appeared to be dressed but was not. And a piece of carpet was also laid on top of his back underneath his jacket, which was laid perfectly over his back. I'm sorry, what? Okay, so he's like, (coughs) I'm dying. I'm like choking on my own throat. 
he was like lying face down mm. with his clothes over him in such a way that it looked like he was wearing them. But, but why did he have carpet on him? Because I don't I, know. I mean, I'm sure they had some crazy fashion in the 60s, but I don't remember <laughs> any carpet related. You don't remember carpet shirts? Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> what about carpet boxes? Oh. They're all the rage. <laughs> Bit itchy and <but> economical. <laughs> You've got me floored. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's not do a pun war. Let's let's oh, resist and continue. There's so many red carpets. All right. Shortly after this, Mrs. Chandler's body was discovered a short distance away. She was also in a state of undress, and her body had been covered up with a broken up cardboard beer box. This being New Year's Eve and all. Oh right. Yeah. It was initially believed that she had covered Bogle's body first and then her own, but closer examination 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 suggested that someone had covered her body as well. It was obvious that both had died from some sort of poisoning. At the scenes were signs of vomit and poop. Ooh, yuck. <laughs> so, um, because New Year's Day was a public holiday, forensic examination of the bodies was delayed for 36 hours. Oh my god, really? Yeah. Can they not just get like a person to work that shift? Everyone was probably drunk or still hungover God, or still the, drunk. The 60s were so shit. And yet Don't amazing. Don't you mean fabulous? <laughs> <laughs> and by shit you mean exquisite. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Where are those DeLoreans when you need them? <laughs> oh, to be a fucking, you know, what, like pathologist in the 60s. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm sorry, I can't give in today. It's New Year's Day. Fuck off. <laughs> I need to come down from all the cocaine I did. <laughs> um, so they had I apologise <laughs> if there's any pathologists from the 60s listening. There are so many that are not so listening. <laughs> that will never listen. Sitting quietly at home enjoying. Not this. Not this. Uh, so the case attracted instant publicity. Um, it involved a high society party, alleged wife swapping, an unidentified third person at the death scene who'd like covered the bodies, and an unidentified poison. So there was also speculation that Bogle was involved in research important in the Cold War. Oh. Mm. Yeah. Oh. He was moited. Moited. By the Russians. By the Russians. Back to the Russians. The Russians. Back in the USSR. It's always the Russians. <laughs> we'll have to, like, fucking probably pay money for that now. No. Shit. <laughs> we'll have to go for a Beatles reference. <laughs> there are so many royalties that we know. Shit. Do you know, like, before George Harrison died, there was the best joke, and it was, how do you get the Beatles back together? How? Three more bullets. Oh! I remember that joke, actually. <laughs> A good one. <laughs> <coughs> Stones fan. Sorry, back to Moida. Back to Moida. The inquest in May 1963 did not help to resolve the mystery, so the coroner concluded that they had died because of, quote, acute circulatory failure. But as to the circumstances under which such circulatory failure was brought about, the evidence does not permit me to say. So, in other words... I don't know, is basically what he's saying. I've got no fucking fucking idea. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck if I know, buddy. I'm going back to the bar. (laughs) Yeah. Get me some blow. Yep. 
Let's yeah. have it. So, in other words, he stated that they died either because their heart stopped beating or they stopped breathing or both or one or the other or... Or who, who the fuck even knows? Let's have another martini. <laughs> yeah, it was 1963. Oh. <laughs> and you're on a fantastic coroner's wage. I have no idea how much they paid. They probably paid way less than they should be. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, coroners. We support you. We support your work. We do. But we wish you could answer this. Yeah. <laughs> so they investigated hundreds of theories, including the drug LSD. So the state government and analyst found no trace of LSD. Um, in 1996, relic tissues were sent to America and new forensic techniques were applied. A first pass suggested the presence of LSD, a more sensitive scan came up negative. So they had not used LSD. And as well, there's no documented human deaths from an LSD overdose. Really? However, there's a lot of fucking idiots that take LSD yeah, and, and then, then just like jump off something. Stare at the sun and go blind. Yeah. And shit. That's, yeah. that's a thing. So, I mean... Is that caused by the LSD? Uh, uh, I don't know. I don't know. <clears throat> you know who would know? A coroner. Yeah. Or someone. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> I have no further questions. Excellent. <laughs> Continue. So, <clears throat> the best hypothesis on this is hydrogen sulfide gas. How you are. I'm not asking anything. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so there was a documentary made by a guy called Peter Butt called Who Killed... Stop <laughs> it was It was actually really good. I watched it on TV. I enjoyed it. Okay. It was on ABC. Yeah. Um, in 2006, Who Killed Dr. Bogle and Mrs. Chandler? Um, that suggests that the two deaths may have been caused by accidental hydrogen sulfide poisoning. So evidence for this theory includes in the 40s and 50s, this was in the 60s, though. Mm. But in the 40s and 50s, the local council received scores of letters from residents complaining of the smell of rotten eggs coming from the river, which is what sulfur smells like, causing nausea, nausea, no, nausea, nausea. Nausea. I never know how to say that word. And breathing difficulties. There was also a series of massive fish kills. Fish kills. With the residents facing... Fish what? Fish kills. Fish deaths. Fish deaths of fish. Dead fish. Dead fish. Okay. <laughs> Fish kills? <laughs> That's what it says. That's a bizarre sentence. Fish kills. I just kind of like saying that. With the residents facing permanent evacuation, the Maritime Services Board conducted a year-long study of the river, found that the bottom muds were saturated to a depth of half a metre with hydrogen sulphide, and that very large and rapid releases of hydrogen sulphide gas could occur from a section of the river impounded by the weir. Basically, the river was like... Farting poisonous gas. Gross. Yeah. Yeah. So did they drink it? The water as well, do you reckon? No. I mean, because there were people like, there. Yeah. But like, like, why Why two people die and no one else die? <clears throat> that's, a, that's a good question. I don't know. I don't if it's like, that. it's a river, surely more than mm. two people have been in that vicinity. Yeah. Interesting. Mm. So the source was identified as a factory that had pumped its waste into the river since 1890. And the worst affected location was within a quarter mile of the weir, exactly where they died. So, on New Year's Day, police divers reported a great disturbance of black riverbed sediment, although their search of the river was then delayed for 11 days um, because the visibility was so poor. The very cool, still weather conditions would have allowed high concentrations of gas to accumulate. The location where the couple had sought privacy was at water level in a slight depression. He's feeling a bit oh. sad. 
surrounded by a bank of mangroves, typical of where the heavier-than-air hydrogen sulfide would accumulate. Um, slight skin abrasions, shoe and knee prints suggest both victims were disoriented and tried to leave the depression before collapsing. They'd been unable to correct their clothing, suggesting that the poison struck them down without warning. With great speed, a pathology report suppressed by the coroner at the time revealed semen on Dr. Bogle's body and coat. This suggests sex was taking place. Illicit sex. And that both victims could not have been suffering earlier effects of poisoning before they were suddenly struck down. Um, Most importantly, a purple discoloration was seen in the victim's blood. The toxicologist um, who tested the victim's tissue samples claimed that had he known about the semen, it would have... (laughs) It would have eliminated the majority of poisons he had tested for. Um, And a British forensic scientist contacted by the police suggested after reading the case report that the victims had been gassed. Gassed. Gassed by the hydrogen, by the river. They were killed by the river. It was basically the happening. It really is. Yeah, pretty much. Like, the river's like, you've been pumping all this, like, fucking waste into me for, like, years and years and years. Here is your comeuppance. Yeah. Bloop. And then people die. Yeah. So, apparently, when hydrogen sulfide is at a level of 1 ppm, I don't know what, what that fuck, means, what parts is that? per, 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 I don't know, I don't know what the last one is, I didn't write that down, <laughs> a victim will barely notice a bad smell, at 30 plus, it smells like rotten eggs, at 50 to 100, it smells cloyingly sweet, at a level above 100, <clears throat> it paralyzes the olfactory nerves, the sense of smell, almost instantly. And as the gas is effectively invisible, it would not be noticed, um, despite it leading to vomiting and breathlessness. At 200, respiratory failure occurs within seconds. At 1,000, a single breath causes instant cardiac arrest. Whoa. So, although, and you wouldn't even know that it was there. You wouldn't even know. Once it gets over 100, it just, like, paralyzes your nose and you don't even know you're breathing it in. Oh, my God. Until yeah. you're dead, in Until which case you... That's probably when you figure it out. As you're like taking your last you're dying like, breath. Oh you're shit, like, shit! I'm dead! I'm dead! <laughs> In that exact voice. <laughs> oh shit, I'm dead! Oh shit, I'm dead! <laughs> yeah, that's exactly that's exactly what happens. Um, so uh, they they did they didn't measure any levels at the time. But there is anecdotal evidence of levels of up to a hundred being common in the area on still days. So it is assumed there was little or no gas around when they arrived and there was an eruption of gas upstream. This just sounds like I'm talking about farts. It is. <laughs> That's what it, it is. It really does. It's a giant river um, fart. Yeah, giant river fart. The gas would seek the low points and at 100 to 150 ppm would be undetectable. So it was um, uh, the investigating detectives believed that the victim's bodies were covered not by a murderer, but by a third person who covered them for modesty Ooh. after discovering the bodies. Um, an initial suspect was a voyeur. A voyeur. I love saying that. Oh, voyeur, okay. He contacted police twice using different names. After interrogation, he was quickly dismissed. The prime suspect was a greyhound trainer who walked his dogs daily um, on the path where the bodies were found. He came forward only after his car was identified. And when interviewed, he claimed to have used a different path that day and denied seeing the bodies. But his obituary in 1977, he did a Greek conversion. Ah! Those ashes spread all over the Aegean. <laughs> How did you know? <laughs> um, 
His obituary said, claimed he had been the first to find the bodies. And he was apparently known to be a prude. So he covered them up like a... Wait, he's... What? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Why wouldn't he just say that? Why Why would he hide that? I don't know. For his whole weird. life. And then put that in your obituary? Yeah. Like, isn't it... I thought obituaries were just, like, in loving memory of, insert name, he was a kind man. And he covered up a murder scene and <laughs> fucked up evidence. <laughs> the end. He'll be survived by his three remaining children. May he rest in peace. <laughs> the end. It's a bit weird. May he never be brought to justice for destroying evidence. <laughs> <laughs> so, a woman who was a child at the time came forward at the, at the time of um, when that documentary was made, mm-hmm. and she claimed she'd found Mrs. Chandler's handbag four kilometres away in the bush um, between three houses. One of those houses was discovered to belong to a relative of the Greyhound trainer, um, a veteran Greyhound racing steward also came forward and said that he received a call from the sus- 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 from the suspect soon after the deaths, during which he admitted that he had come across the bodies. So um, then in August 2016, the um, guy that made the doco published details of an alleged 1965 conversation between a Canberra psychologist and a woman who had claimed to be an eyewitness. So the parties were not identified, but they, they, their claimed evidence appeared generally consistent with original crime scene data and a conclusion that the deaths were caused by hydrogen sulfide gas. But there is another theory mm. that Mrs. Chandler's husband was entirely not okay with her swinging ways. Oh. I really want to say that. And being a scientist working for the CSIRO, he may have had access to some pretty crazy chemicals. Oh, my gosh. As well, because they died on New Year's Eve and their bodies were found on New Year's Day, the morgue wasn't opened until the day after, I oh, guess. And he would have known that. Yeah. Yeah. He's Obviously. He's a smart guy. He's working with CSIRO. Like, they don't hire dummies. Oh. Yeah. Janitor probably has a fucking PhD. Yeah. So. He could have set yeah. that up and made it look like it was mm. the river. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, they reckon that, like, you know, the Dr. Bogle guy you know, was working on Cold War shit, and if Chandler was working in the same building as him, maybe the Cold War shit they were working on was, like, fucking, you know, sarin gas or something. Yeah. I don't know when sarin gas was. And what if, I mean, the the coroner was, like, somehow... On the tape. Dodgy as fuck. Yes. Yes. I love how he had that same idea. Yeah. Because, you know, the 60s, right? The 60s. Just, that's the answer to everything. <laughs> the 60s. The 60s. This is, all Russians. All Russians. Yeah. Probably a mixture of both. Yeah. Russians, Russians in the 60s. Russians in the 60s. Yeah. That mm. is that is very mysterious. It's pretty mysterious. Yeah. I like how it, like, legitimately happened in our backyard. Yeah. Like, I used to work, um, when I was working at, um, at the TV ratings, it was right on the side of the Lake Cove River. Pretty much kind of near, like, where, like, Fuller's Bridge and that is. Yeah. So I always just, like, look out the window and be like, that's where they die. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why you don't have any friends in the workplace. That's true. <laughs> As you sit at the window that's... salivating over crime scenes. <laughs> Jesus that's, Christ. That's why I left. Uh, yeah, not surprised. <laughs> um, so now uh, oh, we've got yeah. that final um, little tidbit. Yeah, little tidbit. So we received a lovely message from uh, a listener. My dad. Should I say it's my dad? It no. was my dad. <laughs> you shouldn't. 
but it's still a really good fucking story. Right. I don't think you know this one. It's okay. really weird. He knows some weird shit. Okay. He's been around. Seen things. <laughs> <laughs> He's basically like, you know, Agent Mulder from like the X-Files, but without working in the FBI and without most of those things. Without anything. Without that, anything. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Go ahead. Um, so this happened in June 1973. Mm. He, he did this in dot points and he's like, June 1973, 19-year-old male. Okay. It was my dad. <laughs> and he was 19 years old. And he was, um, he used to work as a fisherman, mm. um, but like full on um, commercial fishing, not like, you know, standing on a rock with a, with a like rod or whatever. Yeah. Um, so it's, he says it's 5am and he's 25 miles. I don't know what that is in kilometers. It's 25 miles east of Sydney in the Tasman Sea. He forgot that we're Australian miles. Okay. I don't know. Is that like fisherman talk? Okay, so if 10 is 16 and 20 is... Fish kill talk, as they say. Fuck, I cannot do maths. I don't know, maybe 40 kilometres? Fuck, I have no idea. Anyway. Anyway, he's on a fishing boat. The only other guy on there is the skipper, who's 55 years old. So, they're, like, just, like, motoring around, you know, about to start, like, their fishing Mm. or doing whatever it is that they do. He's told me the story, like, 15 times. Yeah. I fucking love this story. It's so (laughs) fucked up. I just asked him to email me, so I'd be like, (laughs) we got an email. I was so excited. I thought that he actually got a fucking fan email. Can someone please email us that's not one of our parents? Please. Thanks. Tragic. (laughs) Anyway, he's out there on the boat, and then he sees a bright white light um, about 30 degrees above the eastern horizon. Mm. Spoiler alert, it's not the sun. What? <laughs> Blood twist. Oh, my God. <laughs> not the sun. <laughs> Even though it is in the east. But it's like, it's 5 a.m., it's it's still dark. Mm. Like, it's, it's like pitch black dark. Okay. <clears throat> so they see this bright white light. So this white light apparently intensifies like grows really really bright yep and intensifies it, means that yep 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 it it does what it does what it says <laughs> it on the tin <laughs> yeah it does that and then a smaller red light drops out of the white light what it dropped about halfway to the horizon did a 90 degree turn with with no curves like straight line turn what? right um traveled about one eighth of the sky then did another 90-degree turn without any curving of its, like, path mm. um, towards the horizon and then disappeared below the horizon. So then the bright white light um, remained, like, static during the red light movements mm. and the bright white light intensified by about 100% and then just, like, blinked out, disappeared. That's weird. Yeah. Yeah, that's very weird. Isn't that weird? That reminds me of um, this strange phenomenon that I don't know if it exists. It's okay. very mysterious. Okay. Um, that's why we're here. It's mysterious shit, in fact. It's, it's I think, spontaneous... Uh, Human combustion? No. Okay. Spontaneous uh, thunder or, or, like, lightning. Ooh. Have you heard of that? It's not I lightning, like it's I, thunder. Yeah, I feel like I have Yeah, heard of that. and there are lots of videos from, the like, obviously Russia. Yes. The, like, the Ukraine. I think there's, like, videos That's from China, basically, yeah. Um, 
like just random, like randomly at any time, uh, any weather, there'll just be a huge clap of thunder oh, and it will just even. echo through the whole city. Jeez. And there's like videos of it and, and it, things shake. It's crazy and, and it's Maybe really, it's like nuclear tests well, underground or something. Yeah, I mean, it's really unclear what it is and it's been documented in lots of Whoa. different countries. If you, okay, i got to Google that. Yeah, shit. you have to YouTube mm-hmm. it. It's really weird and there's a lot of videos of it. it um epic. Yeah, so weird. and I think there were theories that it could be some kind of natural phenomena like, like, some kind of way that I don't know objects intersect or something. I'm not going to interrupt you. I want you to finish this. Fucking, <laughs> fucking air, air bending air shit thing. <laughs> fucking mysterious air shit thing. Anyway, that's that's the scientific term. The yeah. Latin term. <laughs> so yeah, that's what that reminds me of. Yeah, it's pretty fucking weird. I don't know. Like, it's hard to, it's hard to like, because you know, I mean. Yeah, like, Dad grew up in, like, the 70s and, you know, he did the whole, like, 70s shit. So but drugs? Yeah. 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 <laughs> I'm sure he'll be okay with this. I'm not mentioning his name. Yeah. His name is. No. <laughs> Our address is. Um, but it it just sounds so fucking weird. It is. Like, it sounds like, like military testing. Yeah. Or, I don't want to say it on this podcast, UFOs. Oh I my was god! Like, I wouldn't say it. No, it was bound to happen. UFOs. UFOs were bound to come up. They were. Yeah, sounds like it does sound a bit UFO-y, doesn't it? Yeah. And he reckoned that both him and the skipper watched it. Like they both saw it, and they both like looked at each other and were like, "Did you just see that? What the fuck was that?" And the other guy was like, "Yeah, I got nothing. Wow. No idea. Yeah." That's crazy. He's probably not even alive anymore, so we can't ask him. Because that would have been like a million years ago. That's very sad. Yeah, he'd be. He'd have to be like 110. Well, let's hope he's he not still alive. <laughs> let's hope he left a mysterious handprint somewhere. Yeah, the army probably found him and killed him. Oh, that. Um, yeah. After seeing that, but yeah, I mean, that was like, if that was, if Dad was 19, that would have been 1974. 1974. Mm. Yeah. And, like, there wasn't really anything happening. And, like, Australia wasn't really involved in anything. We no. were involved in Vietnam, but, like, we weren't really involved in, you know. All, yeah. the, all the, like, nuclear testing at Woomera was in, like, the 60s and shit. Mm. That wasn't in the well, 70s. Well, I and guess. That was in Woomera. <laughs> not in, like, the middle of the yeah. fucking ocean. It's <laughs> bloody alert. Woomera is mm. not in the middle of the ocean. No. It's um, in South Australia. I don't know, but, but um, so. I, I think know. that, you know, if you're listening, which you are, <laughs> which you are. <laughs> and you think that you, this thing you're hearing, <laughs> if it's, it's going us. into your brain are you and, listening and you ears? have a theory of your own, please yeah. email them through or tweet us or Instagram us. Cause we'd love yeah. to hear what you think. We like to hear your voices as much as we like hearing our own. Mm-hmm. Not as much. Not quite as much. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I think that really wraps up uh, our second episode. So um, we've rehearsed our, our <laughs> outro. <laughs> our outro. Okay. Okay. Are you ready? Yep. So until next time, stay, stay mysterious. mysterious. Albuquerque. <laughs> <laughs>